Welcome back to Backpoints. Our state champion guest today is Paul Bjorlo, one of the legends of the South Lakes wrestling team from Reston, Virginia. He's going to talk about how he went 0-2 as a sophomore, returned to win it all as a junior, and then was upset in the first round of the tournament as a senior, but rallied to come back to place third. It's a great story. Let's jump right in and hear about his journey to a state title. He taught me to get up when I didn't want to get up, when I wanted to quit. I had high goals, man. I've always had high goals. And so when I won it, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you guys are right. It's not the thrill of winning. It's the joy of having that personal goal and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up. You know, you were just constantly drilling and drilling fast. That was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. Anybody that steps in the ring and just decides to commit the entire time is a state champion in my in my book. Welcome to another episode of Back Points, the podcast where top wrestlers reveal their secrets about how they won state titles in high school. I'm really excited about the podcast today because I'm here interviewing Paul Bjorlo. He was one of the superstars back when I was wrestling. I was a year or two younger than Paul. But I watched him wrestle at the state tournament several times, including the year that he won. And Paul, what year was that that you won? That was um, the 98-99 season that I won my state title. Yeah. I remember uh, watching you several other years. I didn't, I didn't see you all four years, but I think I saw you three years. And you did well every time. Well, my if, if you're if you're referring specifically to the state tournament, then uh, the 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 one year that you might not have seen me would have been my my sophomore year. Um, I was at the state tournament my sophomore year about a about enough time to to have a cup of coffee, um, and and that was about it. I ended up going zero and two that year after uh, or, you know what I felt like was a really strong showing my freshman year, um, and and honestly, my experience that year was a big part of the motivation that I had for. Um, my junior year, which is the year that I won, you know, won states, um, basically just being spent, you know, 364 days being angry about the way that things had gone the last year. And that, that actually provided a lot of the, the motivation that, um, that helped me get to where I got the next year. So. All right, let's, let's talk about that. So, so before we, before we get too far down that road, when did you start wrestling? I started wrestling when I was a, a little kid, um, started when I was about six years old um, and, and stuck with it all the way up through the time that, um, you know, I was wrestling competitively still until the time that I graduated from college. Okay. So nice, nice long career. That's great. And I don't know if I've got good information on this or not, but as I understand it, your father was a concert pianist and your brother yeah. wrestled. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Um, yeah, my, my dad was a, a pianist. I'm still still plays the piano in his free time for fun. Um, my brother did wrestle. Um, you know, he he I, I don't think he chose to stick with it. I think he maybe wrestled. He was three years behind me. So he was a freshman when I was a senior. And I can't remember if he wrestled. I know he wrestled his freshman year when I was still on the team. Um, but, you know, things that with the team that I was on, um, we're, we're kind of going downhill a little bit by the time that, that I had, you know, that I graduated. And I think without me there, um, I don't know that he really, you know, felt 
that he wanted to stick with it for the long run, which is too bad. Um, you know, I always give him a hard time because I think if my brother had stuck with it and wanted to be really good, I think he could have been a better wrestler than I was. So I don't know, but yeah, he, he, he gave it a shot. So it's interesting though, that you say that the team started to kind of come apart a little bit once you left. So what was it like when you were there? Um, uh, and, and are you referring specifically to South Lakes, uh, the, your high school team? Yeah, I just just saying that like a lot of the a lot of the really good practice partners that he would have had access to there um, graduated with with my class. Um, and and so I, I think that if he if he wanted to to kind of stay and try to become a top wrestler, it would have been it would have been challenging for him to do that with the practice partners that he had in the room there. And that's not, you know, not a slight to anyone. It's just a just a you know, statement of fact, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I've seen that, of course, myself, where uh, some younger guys than, than me came up and and I was very surprised that they did not do much better than than, uh, than, than I thought they would. And I think the reason was because the room emptied out. Yeah. And it, it's, it's tough. You know, I mean, one of the things that I have always stressed as a coach is the importance of taking a, a serious and focused approach to your your daily practice routine. You know, um, I am a, a firm believer in the notion that what you do in the practice room um, is not only is the foundation for, but translates very well to, you know, what is going to happen when you get out there on the mat to compete, you know, and, and I always like to tell my wrestlers that if you show up every day to practice and you practice like a pud, well, when it's time to compete, you're going to go out and you're going to compete like a pud. So, you know, if you if you really want to develop as a wrestler, you it, it helps to to be in a, a, a practice room where you've got strong practice partners, guys that can push you and, and make you better. And if you don't, it's it's a lot harder. So did you have that before high school and during high school you had because you started when you were six? Did you consistently yep. have good practice partners through your your whole career? I was I was very, very lucky in that regard. Um, you know, when when I was my first four years or so, I was wrestling for a program that was based in my hometown of Reston. Um, and, you know, we, we practiced over at the, um, over at the, the, at, at South Lakes high school. So I got pretty familiar with South Lakes even before I was a student there. Um, and then my fifth grade year was my first year wrestling with a team called the bandits. And if you, you know, I don't remember if you grew up, if you're from around this area, Will, I know you, you were for high school. Um, if you were around at all before that and, and involved with wrestling, then you probably would have crossed path, paths with, you know, the bandits or with one of the bandits at some point. Um, and, and so, you know, from basically my fifth grade to my eighth grade year, the four years leading up to high school, I was in a room full of, you know, some of the, the, the best wrestlers in the, the Northern Virginia area. Um, and that was, I think, a, a big, a big part of what contributed to my, to my development as a wrestler. Um, and I was pretty lucky in that regard when I got to high school too. my, my freshman year in high school, I had a, a really good close friend who was my, my practice partner still, you know, to this day, a good friend of mine, guy by the name of Matt Sanders, um, tough wrestler. I think he took, I want to say he took fifth or sixth in the state at 135 his senior year. And he was about 10 pounds above me when I was a freshman and he used to just beat the heck out of me every day. Um, and that, that helped a lot. Um, and then, you know, my sophomore and junior years, I had a, a coach who had been a wrestler at George Mason, who I, I worked out with a good bit. Um, and, and, you know, that also helped me 
make, you know, pretty significant gains. Um, and so, you know, that's, there's direct proof that if you got good practice partners, generally speaking, your, your chances for improving are going to be better, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so you, you said you worked out at the South Lakes in the South Lakes wrestling room before, was that before bandits? So it was, this is youth, this is youth league. This is like first grade through fourth grade, basically. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so then when you got into bandits, I have heard about bandits. I started wrestling in ninth grade, so I didn't really have that experience in, in youth wrestling, but um, right. my friend Pete Zafros was involved in, in bandits. who I think you might've wrestled with. I know Pete very well. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so what was the structure of the bandits practice room? Was it, was there um, structured drilling, struct instruction, free wrestling? You know, what, what was it like in the bandits room? You know, it was a, it was a combination of all of those things. Um, you know, we had um, kind of some staple some staple techniques that we did and, and drilled a lot of. Um, you know, we used a lot of um, you know kind of sit out, turn in, shrug, Granby series, things like that. And you know, we we drilled those a lot. Um, did a good bit of live wrestling as well, and and conditioning was another another part of our focus. You know, one of the things that I always took pride in. Um, when, you know, when I was in really good shape, I felt like I, I could, I could kind of, you know, go with anybody from a cardio standpoint. Um, and, and then that's one of the things that I think if you're, if you are serious about wrestling and you're serious about wanting to maximize your potential as a wrestler, good cardio and training and preparing to be in good shape and being ready to go when the third period starts is tremendously, tremendously important. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. What was, so what was one of your, uh, what was one of your secrets for cardio? Did you train, did you do cardio year round? Did you, um, you know, did you do extra workouts on your own? It, it depends on what point in my career we're talking about there. Um, you know, when I, I did, you know, I'd, I'd go out when I, when I did the bulk of my extra workouts in high school was usually when I was, was losing weight. You know, um, I, I didn't, I, I kind of just did, you know, my, you know, my one practice, I didn't do extra drills or extra practices or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I'd go out running on my own when I had weight that I needed to lose. And that, you know, kind of helped me with my cardio from, from that standpoint. Um, the rest of it was just busting my tail when I was in the practice room, you know, trying, trying to get the, the most that I could out of every rep, trying to push myself and work as hard as I could. Um, and, and that was, you know, that was kind of where most of my cardio came from. Okay. In terms of your strength training and your cardio before high school, did you do anything specifically that you feel like contributed a lot to your development um, from a physical perspective? Not, not that I can think of when it comes, like if you're talking about lifting weights or anything like that, not, not really, you know, I mean, I, I did push-ups and, and pull-ups and a lot of body weight exercises, um, but I didn't really start doing a whole lot of serious weight training, I'd say, until probably after I was in high school. Um, and even, even then it was mostly just sort of, you know, stuff that I did with the wrestling team or with the football team, um, you know, and, 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 all, you know, lifting during the off season on my own. Um, but I, I, I never had any kind of like focused, like strength training plan that I stuck to in the summer. I just kind of, you know, would, would get into the gym or into the wrestling room, um, you know, get in whatever workout that I could and, and, that was sort of where it came from. Okay. So 
when it came to winning the state tournament, was that a goal that you set early on? Did you set it consciously as a goal? Yes, definitely. Um, and I remember, you know, it, it's funny when I was in middle school um, there, I had a, a shop teacher by the name of Ed Bishop. Um, don't ask me how I remember that name. I, I had known, known his family forever. Um, his, his son, um, Ryan, uh, was a state champ, I believe, for Stonewall Jackson, uh, maybe the year before I won my title. Um, and, and so I remember, like, when I was in eighth grade, his son, I think, I, I want to say he had an older son that was competing in the state tournament, and he brought me back a copy of the program from the state tournament. And I remember looking through it and seeing all of the the top wrestlers from Northern Virginia just they would they would go down to states like in the early to mid '90s and just get hammered, um, you know, by by your Great Bridges and your Western Branch and things like that. I mean, I know in the early '90s Centerville had a real a real powerhouse team, and so they were probably giving out some of those beatdowns as well. Um, but you know, when I was when I was just getting started in in high school wrestling, the beach area was the powerhouse in wrestling and a lot of the, the the top guys from northern virginia would go down to the beach and just get destroyed at the state tournament and i remember looking at that program thinking like man if i'm gonna get to the top of this hill i got some <laughs> some work to do um and so I'd, I'd say that was kind of the first time that i really ever started thinking about it consciously but yeah it was always something that i that i had in mind as something i would like to have accomplished did it always seem attainable to you Great question. Um, no, it didn't. Um, you know, after my sophomore year, um, you know, when I went 0-2 and, and had one of the worst tournaments of my entire life, um, it did not seem attainable to me. I was like, you know, I, I want to win this tournament, and, I'm, and I came down and went 0-2, like something's going to have to change here. Um, so, yeah, there. I mean, there were some, some points at which I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do it or um, – you know, wasn't sure that I was going to get there. And uh, yeah, it was, that was challenging. So let's, let's dig into that. So what happened your sophomore year? I, man, that's a great question. Um, I think it was a bunch of different things. I think part of it was that I just didn't, I didn't prepare well enough for the tournament. Um, I, I think I kind of assumed that based on how I had done the previous year um, that I was going to improve. Um, and that, you know, that I was going to certainly be on the medal stand and it was just a question of how high. And, and so I walked in, uh, I had won the region. I was the, the North one and went down and hit the Northwest four, um, in the first round. And, you know, if you just look at the, the seed, um, usually, you know, you, you look at that and say, okay, well, that this, this shouldn't be a terribly tough match. Um, but at the state tournament, as you know, pretty much every match is a, is a tough match. So I, I stepped out on the mat for that first match and just didn't really have my game face on and didn't wrestle a great match and lost to, uh, you know, a, a wrestler from Garfield um, who had, you know, wrestled a, a really good, tough match against me. And, you know, all the, all the credit in the world to him. But I just didn't really have my, my best match that match. And, uh, and I dropped down into the Concies and wrestled against a kid who also, in my part of the bracket, had been upset uh, in, in the first round. And I think I ended up losing that match like 5-3. Um, and so, you know, 0-2 and all, all done with the state tournament my sophomore year was a uh, pretty, pretty tough experience. Yeah. So it sounds, it sounds like a, a tough experience. I, 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 it's a common experience, you know, and, um, you know, it sounds to me like 
maybe there was some overconfidence, a little bit of, you know, you came in expecting certain things and, and maybe, yep. but not, not having the, the, the focus you needed to, to really wrestle to your peak. I'd say all of that is accurate. Now, what about your training that whole year? Like, was could, would you would was it was it an issue of not being prepared on the day when you lost, or was it also maybe you could have trained harder that year? You could have been more focused all season. I mean, you won the region, so you didn't have a bad season going yeah. in necessarily. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I I think you know, for the most part, I felt pretty good about my training that year. Um, you know, like I said, my sophomore and junior years, I had a, a coach at South Lakes with me that had, had, you know, a coach as that had, that had wrestled for George Mason. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the head coach had actually, I think done a post-grad year at, at Blair Academy when he was younger. Um, so, I mean, you know, these are good wrestlers that knew what they were doing. And, and most of the time they were, you know, they were my practice partners. So at least when it came to live wrestling, you know, I had like other, other people that I drill with and everything, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't for lack of, you know, live competition or good partners in the practice room um, that my sophomore year didn't didn't go the way that I wanted it to. I think it was more a, a result of the things that you described earlier. I don't think it's as much about my lack of preparation as much as it was my like, you know, kind of overconfidence and thinking that, you know, I, I could only do better because I finished fifth as a freshman in a really tough weight class. Um, and you know, I, I think a lot of what happened for me that year was, was mental. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, so then what happened after you, so, so you lost, you felt, you felt terrible. Um, what, yeah. what, what did you, and then you used it as motivation, you said. So what, what happened after you lost? Uh, so after I lost, um, I, I decided that I, you know, didn't ever want to feel the way that I was feeling as a result of that tournament ever again. Um, and, and I, I mean it, you know, sincerely when I say I spent the next 364 days really like pissed off and angry about how that, that tournament had, had played out and about my, you know, underperformance. I mean, there's no other way to, to say it, at least the way that I felt about it. Um, and, and so, and, and so, like every single time I lifted in the off season, every single time I, I worked out or wrestled or did anything to do with freestyle, like any time I was on the mat, I was thinking about that and, and kind of, I think using that to sort of make sure that I was working as hard as I needed to be and getting the most out of every, every rep that I had in, in practice. And I just, you know, I, I was, I mean, literally I was angry for, for the entire year um, until the, until it came to the, the state tournament the next year. Um, and I, I think, you know, without everything that had happened my sophomore year, as difficult as it was to deal with, um, you know, I think in, in the end it was good because it, it was a big part of what helped me reach, you know, the goal that I had set out to accomplish my, that next year, my junior year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, so then what happened senior year? Oh man, how much time you got here? Um, just, you know, senior, senior. Senior year was was uh, was different. Um, you know, the that year my my coach, um, the the coaches that I had had who were with Mason um, ended up leaving and and you know going to take other other jobs in other places, um, and and you know a lot of the guys that I had been practicing and working out with um, for years, you know, in the time leading up to my senior year had graduated. Okay. Um, so you know, I was the I was the the older guy in the room. Um, and 
I, you know, I, I think that I think it was kind of the same thing there where like I most of that season, I maybe didn't work as hard as I probably should have because it's like, well, you know, you've already won states. So, you know, hopefully if things go the way that they should, you'll go back and win again the next year. And uh, and and, you know, didn't didn't play out that way. Um, I basically got down to the state tournament after what had been a very inconsistent senior year, um, a lot of close matches with wrestlers that, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily have expected close matches with. Um, I was not in as good a shape my senior year as I think I, I probably should have been. Um, and, and so, and I think it was a number of things, but again, the, the other thing that, that definitely contributed to it was the mental aspect of it. You know, I, I remember being so nervous about the first two matches that I wrestled down there. Um, and both of them were close. You know, one of them went, I think, to like double or triple overtime or something like that. I was wrestling against a kid from Deep Creek um, my senior year. And I think the quarterfinals, really big, strong, stocky kid. And those were the kind of the kind of wrestlers that I always had trouble with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, he gave me a really tough time. And, uh, and, and I just, I, I, when I think back on that tournament, what I remember thinking about it is that I was wrestling not to lose instead of wrestling to win. And, um, I, re- I still remember, like I ended up losing in the semifinals to a kid from, from great bridge, um, JC Cuffey. Uh, it was a really, you know, really tight match until right at the end, he, uh, he ended up getting a takedown with, you know, probably 10 or 15 seconds left. And I wasn't able to level a score after that. He ended up winning and, and going on to, to win the state title in, in the weight class that year. Um, and I remember after I dropped down into the Concies, that was really when the tournament started for me, um, or at least when I felt like I started wrestling. Because, you know, after that, like after I dropped down into the Concies and got beat and, and wasn't, didn't have it in my head anymore that I was trying to defend a title instead of trying to win a title, I just kind of let things go, you know. And, and I, I got down there realizing that I didn't have anything to lose and just wrestled. And that was when that was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. And that, you know, I think if I had been doing for the for the entire tournament, probably would have had another state title to show for it. But, you know, a lot of life, I chalk a lot of that up to the mental aspect of the sport as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. So um, so what do you say to a kid because you're coaching now? What do you say to Mm -hmm. a kid who's in a similar spot where you see him and you and, and you can see that he's hesitating? He's, you know, he's maybe a little bit inhibited. He's, and you think he's wrestling not to lose. Um, maybe he's yep. nervous. What do you say to a kid, you know, based on your experience? You know, that's a, that's a tough question to answer. And I think that the answer is going to, is going to vary depending on the kid that you're having that conversation with. Right. Um, on, on the mental makeup of the, of the kid and on what, you know, you think they can handle or what you think that they can, they could best respond to. Um, but the, you know, what I would be inclined to say to a wrestler in that position is, you know, just let it go. Stop thinking. You know, I, I think that when I have always felt like I did my best wrestling when I wasn't really thinking, when I was just yeah. feeling and reacting. And, and I, I think that it's a lot of kids have a tendency to just get so much into their own head that it, it interferes with their ability to do their best wrestling. And so when, when you run into that as a coach, at least what I have tried to do is, you know, you try to kind of reassure, you try to encourage them to relax and to just wrestle and, and feel it. And, 
Yeah, it's 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 hard, you know. But that's a, that's a tough conversation to to have with a kid. And you know, if, if you end up spending any any significant time as as a coach, if you end up sticking with this, you're gonna you know you're gonna find the same thing out, and you're gonna have some of those conversations with kids as well. And they're they're you know they can be challenging. Yeah, one thing that I think about is so sometimes we try to solve a lot of problems on the day of the match. You know, oh yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and I, I'm a believer that a lot of problems can't be solved at that minute before they walk out, you know. but Totally agree. But you could say, talk to kids about not being afraid of, of making mistakes, not being afraid, you know, and, and kind of on an ongoing basis. Now, I'm not sure, you know, I, I don't think there's any one magic answer to solve this problem of, right. of feeling inhibited and, 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 you know, wrestling not to lose. But I do, I do think that perhaps talking about it in advance, you know, only so much I think can be solved on the on game day. You know, for sure, I agree with you. And and you know what we always talk to our, and I, I think that kind of speaks directly about like a philosophy that we always preach to our, our wrestlers that I I kind of touched on earlier, but. You know, and that being that, like, every single rep that you get in practice is the foundation for how you're going to wrestle when you actually get out on the mat. You know, um, if you're where where I would argue, and I, I'm sure you would probably agree with this, the championship wrestlers are made is through the, the drilling and the repetition and the building of muscle memory um, that, that kind of helps you with the with the technique that you need. And then with the strength and cardio training that gives you the the strength and conditioning that you that you need to be successful, and that is not stuff that you know that that is gonna or that is stuff that is gonna make or break what happens on a on the day of a match. Whereas like you know one little piece of last second coaching or something like that may may influence an outcome slightly, but it's not it's not gonna make a, a significant difference. I don't think in in who is the winner, or the loser of the match. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I can think of a handful of matches where it did make a difference, but it would be, you know, under 10%, you know, a few percent, you know, a few matches out of a hundred. Um, yeah. You know, it's an important part of wrestling, I think, but because I think every little bit helps, but, but I, I mm -hmm. agree that, that the, you know, your wrestling career is going to be defined by your, your, you know, your practices, your drilling, your strength training, all of those things that go into that. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, another another part of the conversation or another thing that we that we like to tell our wrestlers is that it goes by fast. You know, it comes and goes. And I'm, I'm sure you remember, you know, from the time that you were in high school, you know, you, you step set foot in the practice room, you know, day one of your freshman year. And all of a sudden you're, you're doing your last practice as a senior getting ready for the state tournament. And it's like, where the heck did the time go? You know, it, it, it flies. You know, there's not a lot there. And so if you really want to make the most of the time that you got there, it's important that you take every single practice, every single workout, every single opportunity for every rep seriously and make the most out of it, you know? Yeah. So, um, so for your senior, so I understand your, your sophomore year and your junior year, your senior year, I think I understand a lot of, as well, but for, for your senior year, you were at a bit of a disadvantage because you didn't have the same coaches. You didn't have the same people in the wrestling room in general. What would you have done differently though? Or what could you have done differently your senior year? If you, you know, knowing what you know now and how things turned out, you know, what, what would you have done differently? If you were a, a better focus on cardio, I think would have, would have helped at least a little bit. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily feel 
like I was out of shape my senior year, but I don't feel like I was in the best shape that I could possibly have been in, you know? Yeah. And I think if, if, if any, any wrestler that wants to maximize their potential, their competitive potential, one of their focal points, I think, should be getting in the best cardio shape that they can possibly be in. Um, because I'm, and I'm, I'm, I know you've seen this before too, but there are plenty of matches that are won and lost in the third period. Um, and, and a lot of the ones that, that, you know, come down to the real tight, um, mar tight, narrow margins that you see at some of the, the higher levels of competition are going to be won by the, the wrestler that, you know, a, and I think most importantly wants it more, um, and B is, is ready to answer the bell when the, when the third period starts. Um, and so I, I think that like getting, getting in better cardio shape maybe could have, could have helped me, um, it, it's, it's hard to say beyond that. I mean, I honestly think that so much of what happened to me my senior year had to do with my, you know, my, my mindset um, and the, the approach that I, that I took into preparing for that, that tournament. It, it's hard to look back and say, like, I would have done this different or I would have done that different. Um, you know, I, I think maybe, maybe a little bit more working out on my own um, probably could have, could have helped, you know, but most of the working out that I did came during the, during the practice um, practice windows, and and I know that for a lot of the top wrestlers, whether you're talking about high school or whatever level, you know if you want to get to the to the top of your level, you got to be willing to outwork the the people that you're competing against. And I think that you know getting in for extra workouts and doing stuff on your own time is a is a kind of great way to put in some extra work on that front. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um did you take nutrition seriously when you were wrestling? Nutrition, did you say? Nutrition. Yeah. Did, did you take nutrition into account? Uh, I took it into account. Yes. Would I say that I took it seriously? No, um, not really. And and you know the reason that I say that a part of it is that they they just didn't have as many resources you know when I was in high school as as they have now. Um, and, and, you know, but the other part of it is that I never, with the exception of my junior year, um, the, the, I was never really cutting a whole lot of weight. And so I, I never, I didn't really focus on consuming foods that would help me build muscle and strength and give me energy for, for practice workouts as much as I did just, you know, try to make sure that whatever I ate wasn't going to send me up into the, to the next weight class. Um, and my senior year, I, I really wasn't cutting a whole lot of weight. So that wasn't, and same thing with my sophomore year. So that those two years, that wasn't a really big issue for me. So you went on to wrestle in college and you won, if I'm not mistaken, I think you won an ACC title, right? I did. Yeah. My, uh, my senior year, my fifth year, I was, uh, I was, I was able to, to win an ACC title. Yeah. That's great. What, what felt better? winning a state title in high school or the ACC title? Oh man. Uh, they were, they were both pretty sweet. Um, hard to say, hard to say, I guess this, the state tournament, my, my, you know, in, in high school was, I think at that point it was the biggest tournament that I had ever won. Um, you know, so, so in that sense, that was, you know, that was very cool. Um, I was, I was very, very proud of that. Um, but, you know, obviously the, the, the conference tournament at the collegiate level is, is, you know, it's a step up. It's tougher competition and everything. Um, the, those two tournaments are definitely the two that I look back on my, you know, my entire wrestling career 
um, with probably the the fondest memories of, um, of with, with those two tournaments right there. I don't. It, it's hard to say. I don't know. I'm not. I've never really thought about which one I, I was more excited about before. It's an interesting question. Yeah, okay, so I've got one more question here. Did you have any pre-match rituals that you followed before? Uh, yeah. Pre-match that I followed. So. Um, not that I can think of offhand. Um, you know, when, when I was competing, what I, one of the things that I always stress, and I guess this, this is for any serious wrestler, I'd say this should be part of your, your pre-match ritual, but is, is a great warm-up. Um, you know, I, I have always felt like when I step out on the mat without getting a really good warm-up in, I feel a little bit flat in that first match. It's almost like you when, when you haven't really fully opened your lungs up and, and gotten a good hard, I like to call it a good hard blow, you know, but like just really opening your lungs, getting your, getting your air, your wind going really hard um, and breaking a good, you know, a good sweat. I always feel or always felt like I was much sharper. Um, like I was much quicker, much more effective when I got a good warm up before I wrestled. And that is something that we are constantly stressing to our wrestlers is the importance of mm -hmm. getting a good, strong, hard warm up in before they set foot on the mat. Um, and then, and then eating right, you know, like it took me a long time. My, my first three years of college, I was wrestling 149 um, at, at UVA and, and um, was I think I finally I cracked the starting lineup sort of as a part-timer my sophomore year and then a full-timer my my third year um, I redshirted my freshman year and was was there for for a fifth year so I ended up doing uh, doing five years there um, and it, and you know I was for the first couple of years there I was really struggling to to make the weight that I was wrestling which is 149 and so getting getting kind of a, a pre-match routine down when it came to eating was very important for me because I had to find that balance of like making sure that I felt like I had energy, but also making sure that I, I felt like I hadn't overeaten and I was going to spew all over the mat when the, when the whistle blew, you know? Um, so making sure that you have kind of like a routine as far as like what you eat, what you know you need to put in your system to, to feel good and, and, and put your kind of your best foot forward on the mat. Um, that's that's sort of the other thing that I would I would suggest focusing on as as far as any kind of pre-match routine goes, and I think if you do those two things, then you know by the time you step out on the mat, you're probably good to go. Well, I really appreciate your time, Paul. This is really great. Um, so thank you so much. I know that the next generation is going to benefit both from your coaching as well as uh, from the wisdom you've imparted here today. But thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks, Will. Thanks for listening to Backpoints today. If you want to support the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you find the show. Also, it helps us if you give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Feel free to also make a donation via Patreon at patreon.com backpoints. Thanks and see you next episode.